up, sweetest honey? Today is a little bit different because it's just going to be me on this podcast. I'm answering some of your questions from the Q&A I posted, and I can't wait for you guys to hear a little bit more about my story and some advice that I have to share with y'all. I'm going to try to answer as many of these as possible, so bear with me, but let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, I got a lot of questions about DCC, so I think I'm going to start there. Um, My first question was, what made you want to audition for DCC? So senior year, I wanted to kind of move on from college dance team and start dancing professionally. I had an agent in LA and my plan was to move out there. And I really thought that that's the path for me. And so um, I started doing the headshots, like trying to fly out to auditions all the time. And then about, let's see, spring semester of my junior year, COVID hit, and that kind of changed everything. Um, So during COVID, I had a lot of time to self-reflect and think about what I wanted to do, my different options. And I realized like a lot of my dance streams were all centered around myself. And I was very stubborn about moving to LA until God really started to change my heart during that period of reflection during COVID. And I knew that I wanted something where I could dance, but also serve my community and make an impact at the same time. So I had a best friend on DCC. Her name's Kelsey. She'll be on here at some point. You guys will absolutely love her. Um, She's like my big sister. So I look up to her a lot. I really trust her. And she had just raved about DCC to me. And then I met two girls who are also on the team, Caroline and Heather. And I met them at, let's see, UDA Nationals in Orlando. And we met in the bathroom of all places. But we had kind of known each other through Kelsey. So I had a conversation with them. I started talking to them throughout the week and basically like fell in love with who they were, um, just what they were about. And I had also watched the TV show growing up, so I always thought it was really cool. But it wasn't until COVID that I really started debating, like, what what do I want in life? What do I want out of dance? And DCC was the perfect fit. Next question is, how was it training in the bubble and keeping up with the Lord at the same time? This is a good question. Um, So if any of you don't know what the bubble means, my first year auditioning for DCC was in the midst of COVID. And so we were pretty much locked up in a hotel, the Gaylord Hotel in Dallas, and um, we couldn't leave. (laughs) We had our own rooms. We weren't allowed to like hug each other or go into each other's rooms. It was very strict. And so actually I felt like having my own room and having a lot of alone time allowed me to grow closer to God because I had so much time to read and journal. and kind of think about the process. And at the same time, I had a really great mindset going into those auditions. Having that time at home during COVID to really think about what I wanted, I think set me up well. So my mindset was to grow closer to God and become a better dancer in person through the experience. I was very hands-off on if I made it. I just I trusted God's plan for me and I was just along for the ride and experience and it made it super enjoyable. So I feel like I actually grew closer to God through that experience. Okay, next question. Is DCC your full-time job? Where do you see yourself if you weren't a DCC? 
So no, it is not my full-time job, although at times it does feel like a full-time job, but I am a dance teacher and choreographer as well. I teach for an amazing studio in the like Plano Frisco area, and I absolutely adore my job. Um, my director of the studio is one of the most amazing people I've ever met. She's so selfless, giving, just has so much talent under her sleeve and like it's one of the best places I've ever worked. So I absolutely love it. Um, and if I was not doing VCC, I think I would still be teaching and dancing in some capacity. I honestly can't imagine a better fit for myself right now, but I've always wanted to take up like ballroom dancing or just do something in the professional world. Um, so I'd probably be doing that. I also had a lot of questions about dance in general, and so I kind of grouped them together just to make it easier. But my next question is, any advice on moving away from home to follow a dream? Um, I'm absolutely a go for it, do whatever it takes kind of person when it comes to following your dreams. I can't lie, it was really hard for me to move away from home at first, but it was very worth it. I moved away um from college I transferred to Arizona State my sophomore year because I wanted to be a professional dancer I wanted to dance on a team that competed and I just had a lot of goals in mind for myself and I wouldn't trade it for the world because I have all the friends and experiences from it and if I hadn't have done that I you know I don't know if I would have had those I also think it's important to not be afraid to put yourself out there because the worst thing that can happen to you is that it doesn't work out or it's a no. And the best case is that you learn something, you gained a new experience, and you grow as a person. So either way, it, it is benefiting you. And I don't ever want to have regrets about not going for something because you never know what the answer will be. Another point to this, though, is I think it's important to evaluate if your dream is a good fit for you in your life. Are you forcing it or are you really, really passionate about it? Why I'm saying this is because I feel like when I thought about my values and who I wanted to be, my dreams changed. I felt like I was forcing the LA thing a little bit. And now looking back, I feel like this new dream of being a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, being a professional um, dancer with like a different platform is so much more suited to who I am. I wanted something that really grew me as a woman in my social skills and my professional skills and um, community service, all of that type of thing. And so if you, if you take time to like sit down and think about what you want, you might go for a dream that is more suited for you. And I don't know, I think it's a better chance of working out, but that's my personal opinion. Um, next question is how do you navigate living out your faith and dealing with competitiveness of or within leadership roles on dance teams. Okay, so this one is kind of tough because every team is different. Thankfully, every team I've been on has been really cool about me sharing my faith. I think I've found friends in each space who um, have had the same faith or same values that made it easier. And I led a Bible study at Arizona State. We also have one at DCC that I'm starting to lead with some other girls. And I think it makes a huge difference just for the dynamic of the team. You kind of get to meet with girls in a more vulnerable place and get to know each other's backstories. Like what, what do people have going on in life? And 
I think it really makes you understand people more and makes you better teammates. One verse I think that is really helpful to keep in mind is Romans 12, 2, which is, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I think this verse is huge because you are always going to be surrounded with people who are not on the same page as you, maybe don't have the same values, they're doing different things than you are, and it's important to not conform to that but to stand firm in your faith. And it's a very awesome opportunity um, to grow your faith and just trust in God and in his plan for your life. And also just trust that the things he has for you and the things he says to protect you are there to better your life. So especially in college, I would say there are times I felt very alone um, because I felt like I was really growing in my faith and I wanted to go two feet in with God, but I was in this constant battle of trying to align my actions with my values while, you know, everyone's going out and partying and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it was hard for me sometimes to really stand firm in my faith, but I think coming back to it and like journaling and reading and really just trying to grow that was so worth it because even though I wasn't perfect, Um, God really used that time to refine me and I wouldn't trade how God has changed my heart for anything, even though there are times I did feel alone and I did feel like no one understands me, no one knows where I'm at, you know. Um, So I think just keep the faith. On the competitive side of things, from a young age, I have dealt with competitiveness between friends and teammates and it can be super tough. But I learned very young that the only person you are competing with is yourself. I had a best friend who um, we were the same age. We competed against each other. We were duet partners um, in competitive dance. And I absolutely like adored her. She was an amazing dancer. And I think when you're young, you're a little bit more competitive. But then as we got older, I was just I was just happy to have her because she was constantly making me better and she was so sweet like we just weren't competitive with each other but your peers are there to push you and make you better and i think you have to be happy for everyone and if you have thoughts of jealousy or animosity towards someone because of getting something over you throw those out the window because that's not how we should treat each other you are to treat your friends like they're your sister because that's what they are i think about this like with my own sister Um, anything that she accomplishes, I'm so incredibly happy for her and it is a win for me and it's a win for her if she is happy. And so that's how I feel like we should be about our friends. And I know there are times where this is like really tough because, you know, you, you want to be the best, you want to be, um, the hardest working person in the room, but you can't let that get in between your friendships. So if it starts getting in between your friendships, if you feel that way towards your own friends, maybe like reevaluate your heart posture. I also think as a leader um, in a specific leadership role, it is your job to be an example and most importantly, help everyone else be better. It is not a power trip. It's an opportunity to serve one another. And I think it's like one of the biggest responsibilities. So if you find yourself struggling with competitiveness, competitiveness between leaders, maybe take a step back and examine what you can change to 
have a better perspective on that because you should be working together as leaders to make your team better, not against one another. It's not who is better than who. It's how can we come together and make this team the best team that we can possibly be. Next question is, how has the Lord used dance to draw closer to him? So yeah, dance has been a huge part of my life and testimony. He has given dance to me as of my personal ministry field. It's where I've had so many ups and downs and where my faith has been tested probably the most. And I think I really learned to rely on God and his plan for my life over anything else and what it means to use your passions for his glory. In college, I was consumed with who I was going to be as a dancer and what my life was meant for. I remember praying night after night for God to show me where I belonged in the dance world. And I honestly started putting way too much worth into it. But God did grow me through this because I really had to trust his plan for my life. Every big risk that I have taken in my life has been for dance. When I transferred as a sophomore in college, I left behind a great dance team, my family, a sorority, a boyfriend, everything. I left everything that I loved in Nebraska and wanted to move to ASU to pursue this um, competitive nationally ranked dance team. And it was at the forefront of my brain always. But I did have so much peace doing that, even though my family thought I was crazy because I just felt so complacent and um, like I wasn't, like I was plateauing at Nebraska because it was such a comfort zone for me. And so I think that was a huge step of faith and moving to Texas was also a huge step of faith. It was a pivotal moment for me, just relying on God's plan for my life, relying on his peace once again. And I had so much peace about auditioning for DCC um, and those two things were dance related, but God really used them to grow my trust in him. And within the dance team and, and DCC, I've, I had those ups and downs that they were kind of come to Jesus moments with myself. And, um, so that was also a way that he grew me. And I think I'm constantly reminding myself of my worth outside of being a dancer and just trying to remind myself who I am and who in what God says about me. Um, so I, I really believe like dance is a huge, has been a huge part of my testimony. Speaking of testimonies, I had a few questions about what my testimony is. And um, I love that. I love to share it. It's something that um, I'm not insecure about sharing at all, but I don't have a totally traumatic experience that led me to Jesus. It was all the small moments in my life. But I also think that's super relatable to a lot of people. And, um, you you know, it's not something that you compare, but it's the story that God has written for my life. And so I love it and I love telling it. And um, like I mentioned, dance has been a huge part of my testimony, but I'm just going to start at the beginning and hopefully this makes sense. Um, I was raised in a Christian household, so I've kind of been exposed to it my whole life, but it it really wasn't ever forced on me. My grandparents um, talked about it a lot. My parents would talk about it, but we never got too deep into things. Um, and then I started like going to Bible studies growing up. We went to church every Sunday. Um, I was in youth groups. I went to Young Life Camp starting in high school. And I think that's when um, I 
publicly declared my faith was my sophomore year of high school. And I had been a believer, like I believed in Jesus as my savior since I was little, probably like six years old. Um, It's kind of crazy to say, but I remember just being so moved by the baptisms at church that like as a six-year-old girl, I would come home and cry because I wanted that for my life. And that's just a testament to God and his faithfulness from the time that we're little and you know he was pulling on my heart and um everything and since i was little but i think it became more real for me my sophomore year after i attended young life camp um i came home and i knew that i wanted to publicly declare that so i would say that my faith started to get deeper in college and i think a large part of this had to do with dance i remember my senior year of high school i was fighting with my parents about, you know, where I wanted to go and um, I had wanted to go out of state and um, wanted to dance professionally and they were a little hesitant about that and I ended up um, starting out at the University of Nebraska, which honestly, like looking back was a huge blessing. I made so many great friends and um, had a great experience on that dance team. Like I'm so thankful for that part of my life, but in that time I think I just wanted to leave and get out so bad that um, I couldn't really focus on all of the good that was there um, but yeah I remember sitting in my dorm room just praying night after night about um, my life and where I was supposed to be and I really didn't know what my path was especially with dance but I knew that I wanted to leave and for some reason I had this um, like voice inside of me that was telling me that God was gonna, you know, take care of me and provide and um, help me do what I needed to do. And so I randomly applied to Arizona State my in the in the fall of my freshman year, um, and I had these like two Taco Bell scholarships that I had won. Um, I made like videos for them, it was like a dreamer scholarship. And so I had won a lot of money from that and I saved those. And I came to my parents like spring of my freshman year and I was, I said, I want to transfer and I'm going to try out. And they were not happy with me because I think they, I think they thought I was going to drop that whole, that whole thing, but I was very passionate and stubborn at the same time. Um, so My grandparents like took me out to that audition and everything like really fell into place. Those scholarships worked out because I had applied um, as a freshman in the fall. I actually got this big scholarship from ASU that I wouldn't have gotten if I had applied in the spring. So I felt like God had really just made the way and, um, you know, how he was providing for me. And so I took that step of faith and I transferred to Arizona State and I think I was, you know, a little bit ignorant of what it means to leave home and leave your family and everything, but it was a lot of fun and I made a lot of great memories there and had great experiences and I had a lot of low moments as well. Um, And I think that those low moments were truly the the parts in my life that... um, were most life-changing in my faith. So my sophomore year, um, like I said, I had left like everything behind at Nebraska, but 
I wasn't totally firm in my faith. And so I was, you know, dating around, like not making the best decisions um, for myself. And I just came to a really low point where I didn't know who I was and I didn't like who I was at least. Um, And at that point, I started to actually read my Bible. Um, And, you know, I went from listening to random sermons and things that were honestly borderline prosperity gospel to actually reading my Bible and um, getting involved in like a young life in college and having a mentor and and things like that, that started to shape me more. And um, I had different relationships like friendships and such that um, led me closer to God in those few years. And um, I feel like my eyes were really open to what it meant to be living for Christ. And I definitely wasn't at that point, you know, I was one foot in, one foot out, and um, I couldn't fully surrender every part of my life. And it was probably my junior year where I, I really felt like, not depressed, but but lonely. And I just knew that there was something more out there for me. And I was, you know, struggling to find community that of girls who really wanted to prioritize their faith, who also related to me on other levels, um, besides like outside of faith. And so I was praying in my bedroom for a while. Um, my parents could kind of tell I was a little bit unhappy. And so we were talking about it and stuff. But in those moments, I remember just like being in my um, college apartment and reading so much and getting so close to God and like honestly sometimes feeling like he was the close, you know, my closest friend, which he should be. But um, it was a very pivotal time in my life. And I came home for what was supposed to be two weeks for that COVID break that turned into like four or five months of my life at home. And um, that's when things really started to change for me. I had no distractions. Dance was not really in my brain at all because there was no nothing happening at that point. And so I really had to just get up and do school and hang out with my family every day. And so I had a lot of time to read and pray. And I was going on walks with my best friend. We kind of like started this Bible study podcast. And um, even those relationships were growing around me. And I started asking my parents hard questions about faith. And, and through that, I saw a lot of change within my family dynamic. And like, now I look back and I see that my parents have grown in their faith, like they started to get more involved in Bible studies together. And I feel like watching God work in my family and friendships was another thing that brought me hope in this like faith journey. And I um, think he just made everything so, so much sweeter. And when you're seeing God do that, it's like hard to believe he's not real and not working in your life. Um, So that was a really great time for me. And then I decided that I didn't want to do my senior year at ASU um, on the dance team. I was going to finish school no matter what, but I was looking at pursuing other um, professional dance careers. And so I had made all these lists and I was going through stuff. And um, something that was super important to me was I wanted my parents to be in support of it because the last time I had made such a big decision, it was such a battle that I didn't want to go through that again. And so I really prayed about that and um, doors started to open with DCC and my parents were excited about it because of the platform it is and just the well-roundedness of it. Um, 
And so that was really encouraging for me. And I started talking to the recruiter and, and my friends and connections that I had and, you know, started getting excited about it. But to be honest, it's not something I ever thought was really my thing. I just didn't think that I had the look. Um, I thought like every NFL cheerleader I'd ever seen was like so beautiful and um, like skinny and just looked like a model. And I was like, that's not me, but um, I guess I'll try. (laughs) And um, luckily, you know, thankfully it worked out, but uh, I had a lot of peace about trying out for it. And I, I really wasn't too anxious about it because I didn't know what God had in store for my life. Um, But when I got here, when I got to Texas and um, started training camp in the bubble, it was really odd because I had so much peace um, being in a new place all by myself again. Um, But I remember my dad drove down with me from Arizona. We like got my car, packed up my stuff. And when I when I got here, we went out to dinner and I saw like families praying at dinner and I honestly hadn't been around that in like a long time. Um, and girls were talking about their faith on the team and it was very openly talked about. And I was just so excited and I can, I can't tell you like how much of an answered prayer that was from me sitting in my college apartment, um, just crying some days because like I really needed that community to him bringing me to a team of 36 plus, you know, plus a few more um, here and there that were so strong in their faith and encouraging. And like, I was back in that place of just being a student and like learning from everyone around me and just so thankful because it was such an answered prayer. And so I kind of knew, you know, this is where God has me. This is like the best thing that I could ask for. And I think it's so cool because I had big dreams with dance and I still do. I always will. Um, But now I have such a different perspective on it because I truly trust like God knows what's best for your life. And like, I, I would have never known that DCC could have made me so happy and that these relationships would have existed. But um, God knows and he directs your path and he directs your steps. And so I really believe that when you surrender everything to him, he's going to take you where you belong. And, um, so that's kind of like how dance played a part in my testimony. And today God is growing me so much. Um, I've been plugged into a great church. I have a lot of amazing people around me and I'm just trying to steward all of those blessings really well. And, be faithful in that and obviously not perfect and never will be but I'm that I'm that student and I'm you know I'm ready to learn and like I want all the wisdom that God can give me and so um, I would say that's where I'm at now in my faith someone did also ask how is God growing your faith today and just to be like totally vulnerable and specific uh, <laughs> I have been somebody that has struggled with Um, body image and like body dysmorphia and just how I view myself for probably since college. Um, And I think being on this type of platform and having the job that I do where you are more exposed has been difficult for me because I can't hide, you know. I am really hard on myself and I 
sometimes expect perfection and that, you know, I try to eat really healthy. I work out all the time and I get really frustrated when I don't see those results. And, um, I can be like really insecure about it. And I think that God is really exposing that truth to me that, um, you know, I'm not trusting in what he says about me. Like I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And, um, I was created in my mother's womb, just, you know, uniquely how he made me and he made me without a flaw in his head. And like, if the creator of the world says that, then like, I need to believe it. And so it has gotten better because I have so many amazing women around me, um, to encourage me in that way and like redirect me when I start to spiral, but I'm not over it. And so I can't say like, Oh, I've overcome it, you know, but I'm getting there. And Um, I'm learning confidence outside of external beauty and um, just really learning to trust in in God's truths about my life. And um, I think another part to that is I can be, I think our culture can be super self-focused because we want to look a certain way or whatever. And I notice that I don't think about others when I'm too focused on myself and what I'm going through. And so I think he's also teaching me to, you know, love others more than you love yourself. And that's a great lesson to learn. Um, So I think just like that, along with obedience and community and just serving in all the areas of my life is how he's really growing me. Um, I also am at a point where um, I'm, I've been like the little sister (laughs) my whole life. Like I have, I have an older sister um I always had like girls above me that were like my you know like in a sorority like your big sis I've always been the little sis and now that I've worked my way up um these last three years I'm kind of in a position of being the big sis and I'm so excited about it and my goal is just to love and serve the girls around me and just be the best example that I can be and so um I think teaching me responsibility and just, yeah, what it means to like really put people before yourself. Someone asked, how do you keep grace under pressure dealing with difficult people? This is an amazing question, especially for believers, um, because it's so challenging. Um, But I love Bob Goff's book, Everybody Always, and that book has really helped me have a different perspective on loving others because... I think a lot of times people in our lives and our culture and even us do this where, you know, somebody hurts you or somebody offends you. And the easy thing to do is to walk away and give up on people and just say, well, I don't really want them in my life anyways, you know, instead of forgiving them and pursuing them through that hurt. Like that's the hard thing to do, but that's what God calls us to do. He calls us to love our enemies. And Bob Goff in his book talks about this. Um, I'll just read a part of it. He says, I think Jesus meant something different when he said enemies. He meant we should love the people we don't understand, the ones we disagree with, the ones who are flat wrong about more than a couple of things. Which that passage is so good because I think sometimes like enemy is a strong word and the hardest people to love are the ones that are around us that like, you know, they might be good people, but We just don't, you know, vibe or whatever it is. You might not agree on certain things or have the same values or whatnot, and it's just hard for you to understand them. And the 
like I said, like the easy thing to do is just to like not be close to that person and just push them away. And I would say that God calls us to love those people even more than the people that are easy to love, like the people you get along with. Um, And I think, you know, it, it can be challenging at points and you do have to make boundaries with some people who, you know, if they're hurting you over and over again, but that doesn't mean you don't forgive that person. You know, we fall short every day and we sin every day and we hurt God every day and he forgives us in all of those moments. And that's why we have to forgive others. So I don't think, you know, you should hold grudges against people. A verse I like to think about too is um, Proverbs eighteen twenty one, talking about how your tongue holds the power of life and death. And that's really strong because we have the opportunity to speak love and encouragement to people or you have the opportunity to like hurt someone and break them down. And it says life and death, like because our, our words truly matter. And I know that sounds like very harsh, but it's so true. And I think you no one's perfect at it. Like you know, there's going to be times that we fail and stuff, but um I think our intention should be to understand and and love people. And I can be better at this for sure. But um, Bob also talks about how we'll be remembered for the way that we love. And it's something that we become. And, you know, it happens over time. No one's perfect at loving. But we have to have grace with ourselves in that too. I just think you have to have the right intentions with people and, and realize, like, if, you know, it could be something, someone that you have nothing in common with and, you know, don't get along with and probably don't like, but um, you got to put that aside and just choose, choose love in those moments because God tells us to, and we're called to that as believers. Okay. Next question is how do you read your Bible? So I actually started in the New Testament. Um, and have been making my way through the Old Testament. I personally am pretty slow. I like to read one chapter, two chapters at a time and write notes and really like internalize and apply things to my life. I kind of like to think of it as like studying for a test at school. Like you wouldn't just consume like 10 chapters all at once and then expect to remember it and know everything perfectly. So for me, I think what works is taking little chunks and dissecting those to apply them to my life. I also think a really great tool is using enduring word commentary um, when I need help understanding a passage. I've found that to be like pretty reliable. Although like be careful with um, certain things that you listen to or like how things are interpreted because it again, it's up to interpretation. And so sometimes you have to, you know, be careful and use discretion with what you're reading. Um, I also think something I did was I would read like a Proverbs and a Psalm a day. And if you like read a Proverbs every day, it goes throughout the whole month. So it was something kind of cool for me to look forward to every day. Best advice for someone beginning a real relationship with God and where to begin. Okay. I know it sounds simple, but get yourself a Bible, whether it's NIV, ESV, 
just a version that you can understand what it's saying because i am not understanding a king james version i can tell you that right now <laughs> but the best way to grow with god is to go to his word that is like where he speaks to us um yes sermons and podcasts and music worship music is great i think they're great tools to help but nothing is going to change your heart like the word of god so make it a daily habit to read and talk to him and i know it's intimidating there were i like never liked reading growing up and so reading the bible was not exciting to me at all but it's crazy how much you can change your heart through those little passages and i promise you if you are praying for understanding and wisdom through that he will meet you there um but yeah like journaling helps i think writing things down for me is huge and writing down my prayers, coming back to those, seeing how God has answered them just shows you like he's so he works in your life every single day and you might not even know it. But having that to look back on is really special and has helped my faith. These are questions that are kind of random, but I am going to do my best to answer them. So first one is advice for making friends when you've just moved and you're in your 20s. I would say get in community, whether it's like church, a volleyball league or some sort of sports league make friends with people at work do your best to like put yourself out there and be intentional with conversations and like really putting effort into relationships for me it's been kind of easy because i've always been on the team so i you know consistently have women around me that become my friends but for everyone that's not the case and so you kind of have to put yourself out there but i think like being a part of some sort of group is probably the best way to organically do that. Biggest goal or dream for the podcast. Ooh, love this. So my goal with this is literally to change one person's life or just literally make anyone's day more enjoyable. Um, but if it's just one person, that is totally worth it for me. I want to share the things that I've learned that have made my life better. And I hope that it reaches as many people as possible and i know that um you know god will take it where he wants it and whether that's big or small is up to him but it's really just to you know add joy and add wisdom to people's days and yeah that's about that's about it <laughs> we'll see where, he, where we'll see where it goes how did you become so confident both when performing and in life hmm. so for, for performing specifically um, I think practicing a lot by myself just for the fun of it made me enjoy dance more. And I kind of like started working on things that um, I wasn't good at by myself just to like have no one watching and kind of build confidence that way. Um, but I also think putting yourself out there is so huge. And I preach this to my dancers, but my dance teacher would like, yell at us to get to the front center of every audition and um she would make us go across the floor in our dance studio and like she would pretend to be some recording artist whatever and we were the background dancers auditioning for her show and we would have to go across one at a time and it was like looking her straight in the eye dancing just for one person becoming confident in your own abilities and it really helped me as a dancer. I think I was able to develop confidence in, in who I was, my style, my strengths, 
And that overall is what probably helped me the most. Um, but I also just think like having willingness to learn and mess up um, because you're not going to start off perfect. So the more you're practicing, the more you're just showing up to learn, the more confident you're going to become at different things. And I think it's extremely important to be versatile, especially as a dancer. You don't just want to be stuck in one thing because that really limits you. Um, and that's something my dance teacher preached to me. So whatever it is um, that you want to do, go for it. But also make sure you're helping yourself in other areas. In life, I will say in high school specifically, dance did help me with my confidence. I think it it does like give you, it helps you carry yourself better. Um, and at first, you know, it was probably dance that gave me that confidence. And I, I knew I had something I was good at, but that confidence is not going to keep you confident in the hard days. So what I'm trying to say is God is the only one who has given me that confidence, his affirmations of who I am, God confidence, you know, people say that all the time, but like me reminding myself, like I'm chosen, I'm loved, I'm worthy. I am designed by the creator of this earth. That's what gives me confidence in life. And it's not worrying what people think about me. It's really worrying only what God thinks about me because that's truly what matters. And that gives you like a weight off of your shoulders and a confidence to just be yourself and to use the gifts and the talents that God has created for you to just be a better light and be a better version of yourself in the world. Okay, last question, super simple. Will you be talking about things like finances, diet, random topics, and possibly what the Bible says about them? Yes, we will get into all sorts of topics on this podcast, and I would love to know what you guys are wanting to hear about. So feel free to message the podcast on Instagram if you have anything you really want to hear about, um, any questions you have. And I would love to answer them and talk about them on here. So just let a girl know. And that is the end of this Q&A. I hope I got to most of y'all's questions. Um, there's some I didn't get to, but I'm sure we'll do another one of these in the future. And this was really fun. It's weird just talking by myself, not interviewing anyone else. But I had a lot of fun and I hope that um, I gave you guys a little more insight into my life and just some of the advice and wisdom that I've learned. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you for joining me today. And I will see you next time on the Sweetest Honey Podcast. Bye, y'all. Have a great day.